0: In our first reading, the people of Israel were journeying through the desert. Now what was this journey they were making? It was the journey from having been rescued from slavery in Egypt to arriving, for the first time, at least for them, in the Promised Land. They had been rescued from slavery in Egypt by God, partly through the use of the Passover lamb sacrificed, and its blood put on the doorposts. They had been rescued by passing through the Red Sea, which had been parted for them so they could walk through on dry land. And as they journeyed, as we heard, they were fed with manna. Now as we hear this, this might put us in mind of actually nine weeks ago when we were celebrating the Paschal Triduum, those three days of Holy Thursday. And Good Friday and Easter Sunday, when our Lord Jesus, some 1,400 years after these events of the Passover, and during the celebration of the Passover, then proceeded to fulfill them in a whole new way that went far beyond even those original events. At that time, He gave Himself as the true Passover Lamb, the Lamb of God. And he rescued us not merely from earthly slavery, but from Satan and sin and death. And he passed through not earthly waters, but through death itself to emerge and to open for us the life of the resurrection. And so he set us upon a journey. Us who he rescued, whom he baptized, who he cleansed, whom he adopted. He set us on a journey not to an earthly promised land but to the heavenly kingdom itself and so we might well ask well if in following the original passover the people of israel were fed with manna which was something like a small round white seed which appeared mysteriously on the ground each morning so that they called it bread from heaven even though it really was quite earthly but given to them in a mysterious way by god to keep them alive on this journey if this is what they received on that journey then what food will our Lord Jesus have for us if his rescue is so much greater if our destination is so much greater then might we not expect the food to be greater too and at the same time that we wonder this we might wonder something else how will he be present to us on this journey For as we heard just a couple weeks ago, right before he ascended to the Father, he promised us that he would be with us always, even to the end of the age. Now we might suppose, well, he is present everywhere, because he is true God as he is. And in his divine nature, he is present everywhere. But this is not enough of a presence to satisfy him. And some might say, well, he is present in his power for he acts among us in so many ways. And some of these are his sacraments that he himself instituted. He changes things. He transforms us through his sacraments. He is present by his power. And he is. And yet, this form of presence was also not enough to satisfy him. No, he wanted to be really present, in the fullness of who He is, not only in His divinity, but also in His humanity, body and blood, soul and divinity. He wanted to be present with us every step of this journey. And He wanted to feed us with Himself. And so it was that He instituted the Eucharist And even as he was preparing to give his life as the Lamb of God, even so, he was already preparing how he would make himself present to us on this journey and how he would feed us with himself as the spiritual food that we would need. In the Gospel reading that we heard, those who heard him speak asked the natural and obvious question, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And We know, don't we, how he does it in the Eucharist for what he established at that Last Supper was that from then on we could bring ordinary bread and ordinary wine and bring them up and place them upon this altar or on so many altars around the world and his priest could speak over the bread and wine the words he himself said at that Last Supper. This is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. And he would work through those words and change that bread and wine into himself. Not its appearance. It continues to appear to be bread and wine. Its shape, its color, it all remains the same. But what it is... Underneath that disguise, he turns into his very self because he wants to be with us in the most intimate way possible. Thus it is that we heard St. Paul say, is this not a participation in the body of Christ? Is this not a participation in the blood of Christ? And indeed it is. What an amazing gift our Lord Jesus has given us. What amazing love he has for us. That on top of everything else he has done, everything else he has given, he wants to stay with us every step of the way. He wants to be our very food. And as we recognize this gift that we celebrate this day, how can we possibly respond to it? Well, at the very least, we can make sure that we receive it, that we do not look upon him stretching out his hands and offering us himself and refuse it, but rather that we receive it, that we receive this gift that he so wants to give us. So let us focus upon two things about receiving this great gift of our Lord. First, we need to receive it worthily. Would we not want to give, as reception to this great guest, a beautiful, a clean, a noble place? And that is our heart. St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians in a different part of the letter, that each of us needs to examine ourselves, to examine our hearts, before we go to receive communion. And if we find there any mortal sin, any serious sin that we have not yet brought to sacramental confession, then we need to bring it there. Because our Lord Jesus waits for us there to clean this out of ourselves, to forgive that sin, to prepare a place truly worthy of receiving Him. And so let us accept that gift of confession in order to prepare a place to receive Him in His great gift of the Eucharist. If we are careful to receive this gift worthily, then something else we can do is to make sure that we receive this gift often. Certainly, we can come to Mass and need to every Sunday, we can come to Mass indeed every day. But there's still more that we can do to receive this gift of Himself. For because He makes Himself present in this way, it is possible every day to come here to St. Martin's Church and to pray. To pray right here in front of the tabernacle, where our Lord is really present in the Blessed Sacrament reserved right there. To come here. And to be with him in his real presence as he desires us to be. Here or in so many other Catholic churches around the area or around the world. And if it is possible to come here and pray before the tabernacle. We also have that form of Eucharistic adoration. In which our Lord is exposed for us in the monstrance. So that we can look upon him and he can look upon us. Here at St. Martin's we have our adoration chapel that's on the back of the pantry building and the hours in the schedule now are every morning 10 to 12 every day except for Sunday and every evening 7 to 10 every evening of the week and there's a few days when it's the connecting afternoon hours as well so take a look at the schedule ask the office or someone who knows for the code to the door and take advantage frequently receiving this gift of His real presence that our Lord wants to give to you. This gift our Lord offers is His presence every step of the journey and Himself, His body and blood, as spiritual food and drink. So let us turn our hearts to our Lord who offers Himself in this way. Let us respond to Him with the same love with which He loves us. Let us receive Him with as much generosity as He gives Himself to us. He, who is the true living bread, come down from heaven, giving Himself as food for the faithful in His great love.